this time on Matters. We give our top 10 lifetime albums. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss. Joining me at the table, as always, my good friend, Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? Hey, Matty. How's it going? It's uh, it's a real ice festival outside today. Holy shit. Uh, this week is... Uh, <laughs> exactly. It's Michigan on ice. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, On my way here, I... Um, or before I was on my way here, I had to kind of shovel my driveway a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shoveling the driveway when it is made entirely of i don't want to say slush because it's not slush it's wet snow and on top of it it had frozen oh god so with every push you would just see cracks go out it like if I would have done the entire driveway, I would have had to have stayed home. <laughs> I just did like the tire tracks, like I did the hillbilly <laughs> shoveling, and I backed out and and got out of my way. God damn it! Like you could scoot things across the lawn. It oh, was really? it was just a sheet of very thin ice. It was it was, I mean to to make a kind of a weird comparison, it was like creme brulee. Okay. Where if you smacked the top yeah, of the snow, it would go... Yeah. We, um, this afternoon, I had a meeting out in Grand Blank, and I knew that the morning commute was going to be a mess, so I was like, I'm not going to go out to Grand Blank first thing in the morning. Right. I don't have any meetings, so mm-hmm. I just was like, I'll work from home. And then like my team got to Grand Blank. They're like, you haven't left yet. And I'm like, <laughs> no, how bad is like... I did 45 the whole way there. And I was like, you know what, though? It's going to get warmer this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I was, or as we get closer to noon. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to risk it. And I, I waited until like 1130 and I left. And I think I made the right choice because I was able to get there in an hour, which is the appropriate amount of time that it should yeah. take to get to Grand Blank. But it was, there was a couple dicey moments where I was like, Oh, please, truck. Stay where you are. <laughs> Let me pass yeah. you. Yeah. I know how that goes. And then, like, <clears throat> I got over from my lane to the lane next to me, and, like, the lanes were fine, but the median part of, you know, it's a three-lane highway, nobody was lo- using the third lane because that was just <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> That yeah, was yeah. a hard nope for everybody. <laughs> so then there was, like, the kind of the fast lane and then the exit lane and i had to get over into the exit lane and like that was dicey i was like this is uh, not my favorite not my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. um my chipotle account got hacked your chipotle account got hacked oh no yes so i use my app my chipotle app yeah often place orders somehow um Chipotle got hacked in some way, shape, or form, uh, and my account got hacked. Oh, that sucks. And my credit card was on there, so three orders got placed, Mm. um, one in California, one in Minnesota, and one in Maryland. 
So it sounds like a it sounds like classic dark web bullshit. Yeah. How, like did, how did you uh, how did you find out that it happened? Did so they the contact you. So the third one, I didn't know there were three. Mm-hmm. So one of them got placed, and it sent me the order confirmation. <laughs> and this is I some of the worst customer service I've ever dealt with really? in my life. So I start calling Chipotle's to say cancel this order. Mm-hmm. Cancel this order, and um, like I had almost all the information, and they were like, "Uh, I don't know what you're talking." Uh, I'm like, F- "Dumbass!" This order got placed. It's getting picked up by DoorDash. It's it's this much, and it's this thing. Mm-hmm. I might as well have just been screaming at a wall, like it. It just was never going to happen. Ugh. And then I had to talk to DoorDash, and DoorDash is like, we can't cancel Chipotle orders. I'm like, awesome. And then I called. Okay, give me the person's address. Right. Well, I have the person's address. I have their phone number. I have all this stuff. But they have my email, and they have my phone number. They don't have my credit card numbers or anything um, because it doesn't show them. Mm -hmm. So I deleted my credit cards from the account. I changed my password. And... I've been watching and monitoring my account like normal, mm-hmm. you know, like you always do. And the, the three chargers are there. And I tweeted about it last night, like, hey, cool story. When you when somebody steals your Chipotle account um, and plays an order through Do- DoorDash, they can't cancel it. So uh, it's up to you, Chipotle. Make this right. <laughs> no response from them. And then. Oh, my God, you're kidding. Nope. And then. Um, and like you added them and. Mm-hmm, of course. And then. um I sent them through their system today. uh, My account got hacked because, and here's the reason why I'm not just going to my bank reporting. It will come to that at this point because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay for this shit. Right. But I'm giving Chipotle a chance to give me my money back Mm -hmm. just so I don't have to get a new credit card because then I have to go into everything that I have and change my credit card. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> me just being a little whiny idiot, but it's like I don't want to have to do that. But at yeah. the same time, seeing this customer service makes me just go, "Ah, eh, fuck it, I, I'm better off just just going to Visa, getting the new card, and going from there." Because this is real dumb. Yeah, but yeah, uh, about sixty dollars worth of food. Oh jeez, yeah, at a Chipotle. <laughs> well, in, in three separate orders, mm. so it's like twenty bucks an order, which you know that's still it's still kind of a hefty order for a Chipotle. Well, mm. I don't know. All their stuff is like eight nine bucks. So I now have tons of problems with the Chipotle app because I get it. Every company that's trying to sell something is trying to reduce friction mm-hmm. because the easier it is to make the purchase, the more likely you are to make the purchase. Right. But I feel like when it comes to privacy and things like that, changing stuff on your account through an app, I think all of that needs to come back to your email as a confirmation. Mm-hmm. And this stuff didn't. They were able just to go in and change my email, which luckily I had the don't log out on my phone feature turned mm-hmm. on. So I was able to change it back. Mm-hmm. But it was like, ridiculous i would have lost 
I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Yeah. And then I changed the password and I was like, no cards on file, new password. You know, what are they? Yeah, my phone number. So what? Like, yeah, I mean, I I get a hundred calls a day from people I don't want anyway. It's not like <laughs> it's not like they're winning. Oh, speaking of phone calls on the news today, um, they had a story about this telescammer who called. Who <laughs> it's a, it's like an elder scam. Oh shit! Okay. Um, where originally it's like you won ten million dollars, but it's in Jamaica, so you yeah you need to send us information. Well. So they were targeting the wrong person. The guy used to be the head of the CIA. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They caught him. <laughs> like, I, that last week, actually, I, I don't remember if I told you and Jen about this, but uh, I was working from home <laughs> and I got one of those Visa cardholder services thing and I, I just, you know, I was home and I was really fed up with all the goddamn phone calls. So I went with, you know, nine to tell them to take me off the list. And I, I say, hey, take me off your list. And the guy was like, well, but do you know what we're saying? And I go, I don't care. Just take me off your list. And he goes, well, fuck you, motherfucker. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're legit. <laughs> so I got in a not nice argument with this guy. Um, and then the guy, the guy just kept saying, suck my dick, motherfucker. And it was like, is that the, wait, is that the best you can do? Come on, dude. I, come on. I want to hear the best you can do. F well, fuck you, motherfucker. No, you already said that. I want to hear the best you can do. Fuck your mother. No, that kind of already goes along. Like you've already said that too. I want to hear the best you can do. What's the, what's the? Yeah, just let your mind go blank. <laughs> <laughs> but I take it he just probably hung up. Uh, no, no, I'm. I just I told him he was a failure of a human being. And I hung up. See, that's hurtful. <laughs> See, that is the best you can do. Yeah. Good luck scamming old people. You son of a bitch. Oh my god. Fuck you, motherfucker. Oh, and then and then he wanted to fight where it was like, really, dude? What what do you do you work in the area? Is that it? You want to meet at the Chipotle where Matt got scammed? Exactly. You wanna you wanna <laughs> do this? All right, buddy. Uh oh. Greener pastures. No, so this week or last week, excuse me, at this point, I had to uh, take my car in for service. Okay. R scheduled service. This was not like yeah. something was wrong. I'm trying to take care of this car. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, you can sit in it, Matt. Like, <laughs> like right now without me I'll having to be that when I see it. No, truly. Like without <laughs> me having to go like, wait a minute. Like yeah. you can sit. Well, in I have to do that once in a while, too. Well, Matt, you've had to do that every time with me. <laughs> this is, there this is true. There hasn't been too many times where you haven't had to like. Uh, wait a minute. I'm, while I'm, I... I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. There have been a few times where it felt like the the part in Star Wars where they go in the garbage thing and like the little head pops up and then goes back under and like Luke gets pulled under the water. I was afraid for me life. Okay. I'm afraid for, for me life. life. Um, so I'm sitting there and I reach pit. I read pitchfork from time to time. Mm hmm. 
and they do a pretty cool um they do a pretty cool thing occasionally uh, which is like every five years they'll talk to an artist and they'll try to get them to pull an album from that five years that meant something to them okay so like from zero to five five to ten and so on and so mm-hmm. forth and i was like well i don't want to do that because that's kind of pitchforks thing but i was sitting there i was like and where it came from is I've been listening to Block Party's record Silent Alarm. A, oh wow, a lot. Lately. I didn't. I didn't know that you liked Block Party. Love. I love that record. I. I, huh. I really, really love that record. I only know Helicopter. Great song though. Yeah, it is it's a good song. Great song. And um, I was like, I had tweeted that I considered it a top ten album. Wow, really? Yeah. I did not know that you liked Block Party that much. And then I was like, well, I don't know if it's a top ten album but it might be like in my lifetime like for me like a top 10 album and then i was like well what is my top 10 albums that have nothing to do with quality have nothing to do with i mean obviously i'm gonna think that the quality is high right but it isn't like i'm trying to make the rolling stones all-time list or Mm -hmm. the whatever like in my lifetime these were the albums that kind of shaped like if you, if I was like hey I'll take a listen to all 10 of these you would have a fairly clear understanding of what I liked and I would understand it too and then I was like okay but I cannot take too much time with this because okay. I think like the these albums if I can number one so I made like a couple rules I was like I'm only going to give myself about 30 minutes to to come up with the list. Okay. Number two, I can't look any of these albums up. If I can't remember the name of the album, it's not a lifetime album. Yeah. I was like, and then um, number three was I make I make the whole list first, so like I have a whole bunch of albums, and like and then you can sort it out. But like, mm-hmm. so that was that was what I did while I was waiting for my car to get repaired. <laughs> um, at it and. Not that you have the uh, same time that I did, but mm-hmm. I'm always interested. And I think I know a few of yours, but I might. You undoubtedly know a few of mine. And I think we might have some of them. But I was thinking about, I haven't done this yet, but I was like, well, I should post this on Instagram because it kind of just seems like a very Instagram thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, why don't we do it? So here are uh, my top... 10 lifetime albums and i realized like before before junior high school really don't have any albums yeah yeah which is funny because like in in retrospects i'm like yeah there were things i listened to but it would be and i just it's kind of like it's mainly the time limit Mm -hmm. that kind of got me there like talking to you now i'm like weird al yankovic's dare to be stupid Mm -hmm. should be on this list because mm-hmm. that album meant everything to me. Yeah, a lot to you. But it's not on the list because I couldn't think of it in 30 minutes. <laughs> so the first one, of course, was Block Party, Silent Alarm. Okay. Um, and the reason was it, it's my only mid-2000s album, I think. Really? Um, yeah, it, like that album hit me pretty hard, and I keep coming back to it. And I, I just think it's it's really, really strong. 
the second one is also like the biggest gimme in the world. It's Nirvana's Nevermind. Yeah. Yeah. The, like I think in the nineties you picked a side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was Pearl Jammer Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was solely on the Nirvana side. Yeah, I mean, it, you you never struck me as someone who disliked Pearl Jam. I didn't hate them, but they weren't my band. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, there were there were the dudes who Pearl Jam. That was that was their stuff. You you said that there was the dudes, and Tom Leitz instantly <laughs> came into my head. Jeff Van He popped in my head for some reason. I can see that too. Um, and the the, the funniest part is. I don't even remember if he liked Pearl Jam that much. I just, for some reason, when I thought of guys who liked Pearl Jam, for some reason, Jeff popped in my head. I don't know why. Hi, Uh, Jeff. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. (laughs) Well, Jay Zock pops into my mind. Mm, mm. Um, Jay Zock pops in my head for a different reason. Well, Guns N' Roses, baby. Appetite for Destruction. That is exactly why he pops in my head, yeah. But uh, the reason why is because we were in show choir together. (laughs) <laughs> and Jason Galba could play guitar, so they always he could play him, guitar very well, yeah. And they always forced him to play black, and they just wanted oh, to geez. sing black. Of course, I mean, it was all for the ladies. Come on. <laughs> Number three, um, and I'll, then I'll tell you the ones that are on the list that that didn't make it. Number three, and again, this is not ordered or anything like mm-hmm. that. Was the Get Up Kids something to write home about? Hmm, okay, when we were in college. And it's funny because I the next record is not on here, but it was like the two albums that I listened to while I played Final Fantasy X <laughs> or nine. Excuse me. It was nine uh, when no one was uh, upstairs was the Get Up Kids, Something to Write Home About and the Promise Rings, Very Emergency. Oh, the Promise Ring. Isn't yeah. that isn't that when I used to. Oh, when I used to tease you all the time and constantly. be like, you left me at the prom <laughs> exactly. in my sweater vest. <laughs> this is Emo City, USA. The the Get Up Kids Something to Write Home About is like the most pathetic, fucking terrible, like, uh, last winter. <laughs> we were outside. It was cold. and But it's not, is that's more like dashboard. But, um... <laughs> Uh, and then number four, Weezer Blue Album. Oh, I yeah, think that album is yeah. fucking that, untouchable. Oh, man. My name is Jonas. From My Name is Jonas to um, Only in Dreams, mm. that is one of those albums that when I put it on, if I'm driving 35 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever, how long the album is, it's not coming off. No, absolutely not. And it rips. I, oh, dude. I hadn't heard my name is Jonas in years. And then I was listening to Sirius for some reason. And it came on and it was like, oh, human music. Right. I like <laughs> and, this. Yeah. And and so it, it was like, wow, I haven't heard this song in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, you know, once it gets to uh, right before it hits. The worker it was, right yeah, before yeah, it's like workers yeah, are yeah, going yeah, home. Yeah, it was just like, wait, <laughs> like my body was getting ready to rock out, but I couldn't remember why. And then, bam! <laughs> oh, it's such a great Second drop. encore. It's such a great drop. It's such a great build. The whole album. I mean, is there? Are there individual songs that I wouldn't put on if I wanted to hear something from the Weezer Blue album? Hmm? 
yes. I don't think I would put on Holiday. I, I mean, there's a lot straight. of there's a, there's a lot of songs on there that I think also have just been played to death so much that like I'm probably well. The thing is, in context of a whole album, I think it's perfect, and I can listen it's to great, it. Great, record. I can listen to it unabashedly, loving every moment of it. Moment of it, if I hear it as in a complete piece. When I hear no one else alone, like as a singular track, I'm like, that's a good track. It's fine. Um, when I hear, you know, Holiday individually, I'm like, it's a great track, but it's not like my life has changed forever. The <laughs> way that I feel like I get pumped every time I hear Surf Wax USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get pumped every time I hear My Name is Jonas. <laughs> I can listen to Only in Dreams uh, louder than I can tolerate nearly any other <laughs> song. It's so simple. It's so repetitive, but it works so well. The end of it, yeah. the end build on that song to me is like so great. Um, I love that record. I love, 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 love. It's a great record. record. I Don't, love that I'm, record. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> God, I love that record. Um, I like it more than Pinkerton. And I know that that's, hmm. that's um, because Pinkerton's not even on this list. Pinkerton's great. For what it yeah, is. You, you are one of the people that I know that likes Pinkerton. I like Pinkerton. Where I know a lot of people fucking hated that record. Yeah, no, when it first came out, I was like, this is great. Um, I thought it was them going in. It was taking direction? what they were doing and going further. It wasn't like all bubblegum pop songs. It was a little bit. I mean, it, Pinkerton's the seed for every emo record, <laughs> you know, that followed. But. It just wasn't. Number five. Dub no bass with my head. Man. Oh, okay. All right. Like, all right. Underworld. It's so great f- record. Great record. It's so funny to think about that record without without mentioning Dirty Epic again. But then I think about how many or times. Or Cowgirl. Or Cowgirl. Or how many. Mm, Skyscraper, I love you. Mm-hmm. How many times I've listened to it. I don't know if there's a, I don't know, like all of these albums are albums that I have listened to. I'm going to say 20 is the baseline of how many times I've listened to the whole record. Oh, cover to you had, Matt, in our junior year of high school, you listened to the blue record over 20 times. Easily. Like, like no way on earth. I haven't listened to Underworld's Dub No Bass with my head, man. Under fifty times. Oh, there's no way you would have that on while you were writing papers and stuff. Oh yeah, it was because it was it was always it was always interesting, but it was also capable of being background music. Yeah, like it just so fucking good. And, And another thing about it is, I had never heard anything like it before. I heard it. Yeah, like uh, yeah. and that and that's kind of like what some of these records are for me. Like Nirvana was such a. Were there other bands that were doing what Nirvana was doing? Of course, mm-hmm. but it was the first one that I heard that was so clear. Yeah, like this is what we're doing. Are there other post punk bands that are better than Block Party? Of course. Of course there are. I don't know who the fuck they are because I love Block Party. <laughs> but like that's kind of how I looked at it, where it was just like 
because of this band, I was listening to other bands that were in that vein. Because mm-hmm. of the Get Up Kids, something to write home about, I listened to Promise Ring. I listened to mm-hmm. those other emo bands. And because of Underworld, I think I fell in love with that the intelligent dance music. Mm-hmm. But like they always it always was frustrating when I would hear techno music of the time. Because I would be like, if you slowed it down and made it a little bit moodier, I would love this. <laughs> but it was always just like, I was like, no. But then like the goth industrial stuff would go a little bit too dark for me. Yeah. Whereas Underworld like danced that balance so well for me that I well, was... and that's that's one of the reasons why I liked Underworld as well because it was it was just moody enough on the other end where like I was I was more towards the other end where it was just like I I I can't listen to the you know the the stuff that you were talking about because it doesn't to me it didn't have like any feelings at all it was just hollow music beep boop boop beep, beep right beep, right beep. right and you know that's why I like I'm 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 not gonna go any further on this because I want to hear the rest of your stuff because I don't want to start spoiling my list so right yeah so the next one is uh LCD Sound Systems Sound of Silver hmm. which Diane Bailey gave to me when I was in the Philippines and I did not listen to it. This caught me right before I turned 40. Oh really? Yes. So this is a new thing for you. This is a new one and it's funny because uh, James Murphy, the guy who is the lead singer, mm-hmm. the first song that really broke for him was a song called Losing My Edge. And it's very repetitive. It's not a particularly great song in my mind, but it makes a lot of sense. And it's about him being older, like over 30, mm-hmm. and being a club DJ and thinking that he was doing great. And then having the kid, like an 18-year-old kid club DJ play some of his stuff in his mind. Like Mm. play a Daft Punk record when he was playing a Daft Punk record 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh shit, I'm losing my edge. (laughs) And that's like what the whole, the kids are coming up behind us. And all like kind of dealing with middle age in a way that not a lot of artist address because Mm -hmm. being young dumb and having fun has been like pop music's mainstay for such a long time right that he kind of came along and was just like i still want to make art but i'm i'm older and i don't think people want to hear what i have to say anymore and i don't know where i fit Mm -hmm. and this is a record of dance tracks with a with a moody front man (laughs) and 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 it really works and i really um one major point is there's a song called all of my friends which is kind of coming off of underworld is very interesting because it's a very 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 repetitive song Mm -hmm. like there is a piano part that is nearly irritating how repetitive (laughs) it is um but um when i dj'd the um the festivals so where i think we're on seven years at the festivals i would always play it as the last song and i would make people do that old school like 
wedding thing where they put your arms up like oh the people, yeah, yeah yeah the people make the tunnel and everybody goes through and it, it just kind of became a tradition at, at at the festival and then anytime that i would dj is that i would play this song and then people would go and we would we would make the tunnel and people would go through and they, everybody would have a great time and the record has been i really like it i, th- I think it's kind of a, another cover to cover great songs after great songs all right so this would be seven one two three four five six seven mxpx life in general yeah that makes sense so makes it, perfect sense <laughs> it's so funny because it was like on the list was no effects punk and drublick mm, yeah, yeah 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 but then i kind of drew i drew it more back to me and I was like, what was a more important record for me? Mm-hmm. And it was Life in General, even though I love Punk and Drublick and I love Ribbed. And I would consider that a friend's record. Like I would consider Punk and Drublick, me and my boys having a mm-hmm. good Friday night. <laughs> that's that's uh, Punk and Drublick. But going back to it continually, like being a record that I, I threw it on and like, I was like, emotion. I was like, I was back in it. I was like, yes, I remember seeing them live with Dance All Crashers opening. Oh, wow. Um, I remember when we saw them at um, at Warp Tour yep, that yep, year yep. that Sum 41 was playing. Oh, Jesus. And we, and we saw Sarah Klein there. Yep, yep. I remember, I remember that. And this record was kind of the pop punk record that lit my fire to listen to every other pop punk record that we listened to during that time. Mm-hmm. But it was always the one that was kind of like, this one's mine. Yeah, no, hey, I I totally get that. Um, Radiohead, The Benz. Yep. I loved OK Computer. I still love OK Computer, but my first kiss is to The Benz, so The Benz will probably always be a lifetime record for me. I think it's so funny how much you ended up liking Radiohead. After hating when, them for so much? When you hated them during Pablo Honey. You hated them. Oh, yeah. Well, I was in a Nirvana diehard, and here's, yeah. <laughs> a, here's a refrigerator band coming out, like <laughs> chunky guitars. Not having it, boy. Not having it. Um. That record is one again. I bought it at uh, yeah the Benz. I bought it at Rockabilly's, and it stayed on my rack forever. But it was like one of those things where I was like, I have been here three times in a row and I haven't bought anything. And he had him like law. He had him like for eight ninety nine. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll I'll buy Radiohead the Benz. And then I just didn't listen to it. The only other, yeah, I didn't listen to it. And the only other album that I can say that for, and I'm surprised I didn't put it on the list, I just didn't think of it, was James's Laid. Oh. Which is, if I would have remembered it, might kick off one of these last two, if I would have remembered it. But oh, I, wow. I didn't remember it, so okay. I'm, I'm playing the hand. I think I know what one of the last two are, but go ahead. Um, I don't know. The last two are wild cards. Really? Okay. Yeah. So well, maybe one of them. But yeah, the the Benz. So I really started listening hardcore uh, when I turned like 18. 18, yeah. 19. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it came out, um, it came out when we were still seniors in high school, I think, or maybe that summer. Cause that's when Fake Plastic Trees came out. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, yeah, and then it was, it was, it was just something like, around that. So so you were actually 
17, I think, when it came out. I think it was 18. Uh, I think it was already out when you were 18. Yeah, I'm 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 going to check to see the exact um the exact date of release. Uh, the Benz. I should put in Radiohead first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like telling me what the Benz is. Yeah. Uh, yep, release date. You were one hundred percent correct. March thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. So I bought it in March, like March thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. But oh, I didn't geez. listen to it until holy crap, that is so weird. Like nearly a year later. Wow. Yeah, because I wasn't in high school anymore. I was in yeah. college. Well, yeah, I I I was in college. Um, and it, I remember it was, geez, one of the first things I remember from college was I, I had woken up and I think it was the morning and I was watching MTV and they played the video for just, oh. and it was like, whoa, <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. Number nine, De La Soul, three feet high and rising. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought of that. Uh it came to me because I, I wrote down Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. Mm-hmm. But I was like, would you have ever listened to Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory if you didn't listen to, to, De La Soul. to De La Soul? And I'm like, no. This is another one that was on the, in the background when I played video games. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of those records that I would drop references to. So it's funny because I thought about after making this list because there isn't a single Beastie Boys record on here. Whoa. Um, and it wasn't because the BC boys aren't important. Again, it was one right. of those things where I gave myself the time limit and I couldn't yeah, think and yeah, I couldn't yeah, think of it. Yeah. It wasn't happening. And uh because BC boys licensed to ill probably should be here. Um in replace Or Paul's Boutique. Or, Paul's Boutique, I would still put De La Soul ahead of Paul's Boutique. Oh, I wasn't saying to to bump it off. Right, Just, right, right. Just to be as a as a, a another player. Right. As well. But yeah, um, Three Feet High is one of those records that was not rap, rap, rippity rap. That was that was pretty much the commonplace all over the place during that time. It was different. I mean, Me, Myself, and I is a, is a darn right lovable song, but there's so much on that record that is, I mean, they sample Steely Dan. <laughs> they sample everything and it is so different than anything else that was happening at that time and i have fallen in love with them and tribe called quest and buster rhymes and like everybody that they kind of jungle brothers like every everybody that was in that kind of like well what do they call it it's the uh east coast that kind of like East Coast movement. I forgot it had a name. Native tongues, the native tongue family. Mm. Um, man, oh man, it's super important. Last one, number ten, uh, was Sigur Rós. Uh, Ajitis Bejrun. I have no idea how to actually say that record. Only people who know are the people who wrote it. <laughs> exactly, they fucking made that it up. Fucking Hoplandic. Um, <laughs> Another record that Bill Paskins played for me. You used to listen to that so much. Well, I uh, have to put in my will that um, the last song that they played before they closed the casket gates is uh, from uh, that album. So <laughs> they, uh, they'll know. They'll know. 
But it, that's another one that kind of made me fall in love with Dream Pop mm-hmm. that I listened to a lot of, like, because the record before it that I wrote down was Explosions in the Sky, uh, The Earth is Not a Cold, Dead Place. But I would never have listened to Explosions in the Sky. And I, then right after I wrote Mum, uh, Sleep Swim, which, again, I would never have listened to if I didn't listen to Sigur Rose. So those are the 10, and then I'll just very, very quickly... Hold on. No, no, no. You you can't go you can't go over things before I do my list. Oh, you got your list already? You no, I've, I'm formulating it in my head. I was gonna say we're gonna go to break. Okay, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do mine, and then I'll do my yes, and my then we can do runners up after that. Perfect. Uh, we'll All be right. back with more matters after this. And now for my next number, I'd like to return to the classics, perhaps the most famous classic in all the world of music. World of music. World of music. World of music. The first time around, you didn't quite understand how Mustafa speak. Don't worry, we can fix that right now. So why don't you all just grab your bag? Come on board and hoist the anchor. We'll be off. Welcome back to Matters during the break, and we took pretty much a full break there. Yeah, gave gave Maddie the thirty minutes. Hello, hello, ringy ding. Uh, we gave Matt the ability to come up with his list. Matt, the floor right. is yours. All right. So, um, I I was pretty quick on most of these, but once it started to because one of the things that that really stuck in my head when you were going through your list was well, but would I have listened? Would I have listened to this if I hadn't heard this first? And so that was that was sticking in my head when I was thinking of this. First one, I don't think is going to come as a surprise to you. Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. I was going to say, is it Guns N' Roses Appetite it for is, Destruction? It is a thousand percent Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. Um, I wore through several tapes for, for Appetite for Destruction. It's funny to me and i know i've been saying it's funny a lot so i'm sorry i need better adjectives it's interesting to you but the thing with that record is that it is the pinnacle of that scene like of the of the hair metal scene whether purists want to admit it or not gnr murdered it yeah they really were the best version of of what they were trying to go to. I've never was a Motley Crue guy. Yeah. I never was a Warrant or a Skid Row or any of those guys, but everybody had to give GNR props. Yeah. It was like it they, they were great. Welcome to the jungle. Well, I mean that album is stacked. Oh, it is. It is an embarrassment of riches as far as as far as hits went, yeah. In it was one of those records when it came out, it sat there for a minute. Like the ANR had to be worked on it and it took Sweet Child of Mind to really break that record. I mean, Welcome Welcome to the Jungle was was a hit. Mm-hmm. But Sweet Child of Mind is what got people who wouldn't have otherwise listened to it to listen to it. And then it got after Paradise that- City. Paradise City is a murdered. It's a monster track. Oh, I can I can remember when it came out and just 
man, that just was such a great song. Those were the three big singles. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, and Sweet Child of Mine. Off the top of my head, yeah. Those were the three singles. And then I don't think they ever released Mr. Brownstone as a single. No, because it's got Motherfucker in it. Or it's uh, so Rocket easy. Queen, Rocket Queen, they might have... I know that they played Rocket Queen on um like riff and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but that's that's definitely like a b-side yeah um because it's the last track so obviously it's b-side and it's like it's only like 10 tracks i want to say like I it's, it's not i think it's 12 might but be 12 it, yeah i mean it oh night train um they would play on the radio because I don't think they, I don't think they swear on Night Train, but like they would play, they would play Night Train on Riff and stuff like that. But but it's so easy. Oh yeah, they can't play. They can't play. But that's no, that song's a ripper. Oh yeah. Um, out to get me, Night Train, Mister Brown. Uh, so the, I think the first side is Welcome to the Jungle, Out to Get Me, Night Train. I'm sorry, it's so easy, Night Train, Out to Get Me, Mister Brownstone, Paradise City my michelle and then it kind of gets a little a little fuzzy for me and then sweet sweet child of mine is is on the b-side um and then and then rocket queen right (laughs) and i love rocket queen i think rocket queen is a very underrated guns and roses song even though it is such a night and day song where it's just like, yeah, the first part, he's a real dirtbag. And then in the end, he was only a dirtbag because he loved her. What the fuck? <laughs> it's an odd. Yeah. Odd odd choice, Axel. Um, but yeah, I, man, I listened the fuck out of that record. I wasn't even into that type of metal and Dougie bought it on cassette. Mm-hmm. And those cassettes had a certain scent yeah. to them. Like it's hard to explain. I think it was just the pa- like the uh, the ink the packaging or something. The ink that they yeah. had to use for, but it, they smelled specific. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I smell that smell, I'm like, whoa! Did someone just open up a, a cassette tape? A cassette tape. So you were correct. Welcome to the jungle. It's so easy. Night train. Out to get me. Mr. Brownstone. Paris, Paradise, Paradise City. City. That's my your Michelle. A side. Yeah, my Michelle. Thinking. Think about you. Sweet child of mine. You're crazy. Anything goes, Rocket Queen. Oh wow! I forgot about your crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You're fucking crazy. Yesterday <laughs> <laughs> was Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe Thursday. You, you can't, can't sleep. sleep. <laughs> All right. It's so weird. Like those are the lines I remember. From yeah, me. that is. <laughs> it's funny though. Um. Okay. Number two, you are responsible for. All right. I'm ready. And I want to see if you can guess it because it was fall and we were driving in your horizon down M59 and you put it, you, you put this record in and I had never heard it before or heard anything like it before. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. My first thought is ministry Psalm 69. That is exactly it. I uh, I just freaked out. I had never heard. I remembered you were at first you were like, well, I don't know. And, and then it was just like, this is also my religion now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Might as well get rid of all my clothes, buy nothing but black, dye my hair black, and be a weirdo for 20 years. Sweet. <laughs> Connect the goddamn dots. dots. <laughs> <laughs> what did what was the other thing? Nope, that was it. I was like, if it's not Psalm 69, I'm gonna be hard pressed. The another guess that you could have made was Reverend Horton Heat. True. Very true. Because full cost, full custom gospel sounds. But we is saw that a together. Well, but you had the record before. Yeah. Um, that is a solid record. It's so good. It's a solid fucking. I mean, Beer Thirty is just a fantastic song all around. Number three. And you are all responsible for number three. Oh, shit. But this would have been... I guess Jay was partly responsible for this as well. Maybe a little bit of Eric. 95. Well, I would say if Jay is partly responsible, I'm leaning towards punk. Yep. And I'm going to probably lean heavy towards no effects. Punk mm-hmm. and Drublick. Yep, that is it. Pumpkin Drublick. Pumpkin Drublick, yeah. Man, did I listen. That was the record that flipped the switch, so to speak, where it was just like, well, all right, you listen to a lot of goth industrial and you listen to you know, a little bit of this or that. And it was just like full stop switch. Like it's like the railroad thing where it's like, it's taking you this way. Nope. Going to punk city. We're going to punksburg. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And you'll, you'll be able to tell from the rest of these entries. That, Um, that record is, it is so good. It is fantastic. And I mean, we, I talk about on roach coach albums that rip, that album rips. I mean, with the exception of Rico, <laughs> there is not a song that is longer than like a minute 30 on it. Like linoleum. They, linoleum is so short, but they put that's a thing about no effects in those early fat records bands is that they put everything, all the, all the hooks, mm-hmm. all, everything that they needed to say was done in a minute (laughs) (laughs) like murder the government on uh on heavy petting zoo is under a minute yeah i mean and i mean part of that is because they forgot a verse (laughs) we forgot a stanza yeah (laughs) but uh yeah i mean it's just it's all there i mean that is that is a record that i think you can listen to in under 30 minutes easily yeah, easily, and and maybe skip one or two songs, but not a lot. I mean, I don't. I would. I probably wouldn't even skip any of the songs. I always skip Rico. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. This is my dub. No bass with your head, man. Okay. Delirium semantic spaces. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I could still listen to that record right now. Fucking love it. That that record I came to after you, Eric J. Everybody was on board mm-hmm. and listening to it, and I came to that party way late. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's great. It's it's great. Yeah, and it's in that underworld vein. But I think it was before Dubno Bass. I'm not sure. Might have even been right around the right same around time. right around the same time. 
but I glommed down to Dubno Bass. Mm-hmm. But the Delirium record, that is a great. Yeah, it's it's so well produced. And that to me is a record that I can put on in the background. Like when we were in college mm-hmm. and I had to get like five paintings done by by Tuesday. That's one of the things that I would put on. And that is something that I could focus on what I was doing, but still have something on in the background to keep me going. Yeah. Oh, I just loved that record. Number five. Huh. I wonder. Oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to switch it around. <laughs> Number five, closely related, something that you also got me into. Massive Attack Mezzanine. I was uh, so I was so surprised when that wasn't on your list. I was yeah. dumbfounded when that wasn't on your list because that is it, it I, I think that a lot of the records on here are close to perfect, but that in my opinion is a perfect record. That there's a couple other on here that I consider perfect, but that that to if, me I could not have listened to that record more. If there was a way for me to keep going and keep connecting, I would have gotten to it because Mezzanine was one of those records that I listened to a lot. A hundred times. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw them on that tour. Oh, that is... And they were so good and they never really made another album like that. Nope. Which is great. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's no, I'm, it I'm glad they Lightning didn't. in a Bottle yep. record. The vinyl like twentieth anniversary is coming out, and I'm like, I don't even have a record player, and I kind of want to just have it. I so I think that Jeremy got us tickets for when they come in March because they're playing the record. Yeah, they're playing the original. Like, yeah, they're doing it cover and, to cover. Yeah, and the, oh my god, that's going to be so great. Yeah, oh. I I I hope he I hope he actually got the tickets because if he didn't. You know, like whatever. It's not that big of a deal, but it also would be really cool. <laughs> you gonna see him in Denver or No, I think they were gonna play a show in Detroit. I think they are. I don't know if tickets have gone on sale. I think they went on sale last year, Matt. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um but so next record on there, and this is something that Jeez, when did when did this start? This started '99, so we were still in college, and I heard "Barroom Hero," and it was like, "There it is." Oh fuck! All right, here's the next four or five years. Sorry, everybody. This is <laughs> this is who I am now. This is who I am for for five. Years. Yeah, uh, Dropkick Murphy, Dropkick Murphy's "Do or Die." That man. And the the version that I heard was not the version on the record. It was a version that they released as a single on some it wasn't Fat Records. That was Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah, a Hellcat that. release. Um, which in my opinion is the better version. I don't know why they didn't put that on the record, but whatever. Um but yeah, man. I fell down that hole. <laughs> and we, it's not, well, I mean, it's we not, all did. Yeah, it's, it's not did. that it's not that I don't like Dropkick Murphys now. It's just that really was like that was what hit me at that time, where it was like, oh my god, this is awesome, and that is what led me to a lot of other stuff that is more old school, right? Which leads me to 
Dead Kennedys Plastic Surgery Disasters. Ooh. Where that's a double album. Is that the one so with the hand? The that is that is the one with the, the hand. Best. Um where man, I mean that's got tons of awesome shit on it and one of the songs that whenever people think of Dead Kennedys, they don't think of that is one of my favorite Dead Kennedy songs is Riot. Man, that is a good song. And it it is unfortunate that that is a song that people don't think of because that is, like, musically speaking, a great song. But also, you know, when people think of Dead Kennedys and, like, having political messages, that is a slap-in-the-face song. So, yeah, that's, that is definitely... Uh, a big one, which leads me to the next one. Leftover crack, mediocre, mediocre generica. There it is. I oh man, that is a solid record. Gay rude boys unite, and then the gay rude boys unite. Um, instrumental uh, hidden track at the end. Whew. Great songs. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really. Well, I remember the first time you played Infested to me, and that was with choking victim. Yeah, and I was like. What a, what the who, hell is this? Who are these guys and what is what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Which then leads us to another time that happened. Dillinger 4 versus God. There it is. I was waiting for Dillinger 4 versus God. Yeah. I'm hey, like I said, I was I was you're going through around, it. man, bouncing around. You're going through the but list. But I can remember the first Dillinger 4 song I ever heard was Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. Fucking and I, my friend Katrina from from Canada had we were sending stuff back and forth, um, where like I'd make her a mixtape and she'd make me one and we'd send them back and forth, and hers had a whole bunch of punk rock on it. Um, the first time I'd ever heard Dropkick Murphys, the first time I'd ever heard um, Subhumans, a lot of stuff was in her mixtapes, and she had Infested and Born to Die. Because she had the the single or the you know the uh, the record, and I just remember being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, but she sent me a second one, and it had double whiskey, coke, no ice, and I think like music is none of my business or something oh, like that. Yeah. And or um, jazz is fart to asshole. <laughs> no, not not that. It wasn't that was before that uh, had come out, but um. Maybe it was who didn't kill Bambi or something like that. But right. I just was like, the fuck? Let them eat Thomas Paine. Or- well, she'd only put two songs on there. And it was like, all right. I've, I gotta heard, find en- more I've heard enough to know. That these, <laughs> well, yeah. these guys are so a new I went, lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I went to Bill and it was like uh, um, Bill Paskins at uh, East, Alley. East Alley Records. And it was like, hey, Bill, can you order a record for me? And he was like. Sure. Of course I can. Dumbass. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've known you for how long? Just tell me what you want. So I I asked him to get me versus God. And, you know, $10 later, a week later, it shows up. And I put the, the you know, I put the CD in. And it was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, it was like, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up replay <laughs> then you know a couple days later i'm gonna have to let matt listen to this yeah hey maddie take a listen to this what <laughs> i think i owned it like a day later yeah 
Yeah. Like, I just remember that you, you had the same reaction that I did where it was like, what just happened? These guys are great. Yeah. These guys are great. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a misfire on that record. No, it's cover to cover. Yeah. Which leads me to going backwards for them. Midwestern songs of the Americas. Two on your top 10. Yep. Those are two, in my opinion, perfect records. Man. Not I expecting two Dillinger four on this. I couldn't do situationist comedy. No. Um, just because I couldn't do three. I just I couldn't justify it to myself. Um, but yeah, oh man, I love Midwestern songs. Which would have led me to one of the runner ups up, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um shit, I think that's I think that's all of them. Was that ten? Dropkick, dead delirium, GNR ministry, leftover crack, no effects, massive attack, D four, D four. There it yeah. is. But my runners up yes. would not surprise you. Me first in the gimme gimmies are a drag. Okay. Yep. Misfits collection one. Weezer blue. Weezer green. You love Weezer Green. You are an adamant. I Weezer love green. green. ACDC, back in black, and off with their heads home. You know what? I love back in black. Mm-hmm. I think that record's amazing. Amazing. It wasn't my record, though. I listened to it a lot, but in comparison to Appetite, no, right. not, even, not even close. And you weren't a real big Metallica guy. Like, you liked Metallica. I like weren't. I like Metallica now more than I did then, just because I know more of their back catalog now. Um, yeah, but you weren't like, you were a GNR guy. Yeah. like That's a safe assessment. That's a, that's a, that's a safe statement to make. Um, me first are a drag. I cannot tell because that was the first one that I owned. I cannot tell you how many times I've listened to that record. I had I had mm-hmm. have a ball. Yep, because Jay had have a ball. Yep, and I was like, "What is this? Yeah, this He's is like fucking it's great. Fat Mike and all the other guys. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm in. And then um, are a drag was the one that was the because the first one was kind of like all 60s 70s, 70s hits yeah yeah feel good hits but then it was just like show choir songs yeah. and i was like okay yeah i, I guess we can listen to this again well, guys maybe i can listen to this one again <laughs> yeah they are such a polarizing band because so many people are just like oh, i don't want to hear that but every time i hear him i'm just like i like it yeah yeah i you, I, you don't have this is for this is for Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, because of me first in the Gimme Gimmies, I have actually gone back to listen to a bunch of other bands mm-hmm. because you know, like when they did, uh, oh God, what's that Jerry Reed song? I'm gonna sing a song. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were gonna talk uh, Eastbound and Down. Um, well, Eastbound and Down. So they had the the single Jerry, where they did Eastbound and Down, and then they did. Um, I'm gonna sing a song. The whole wide world can sing. Okay. That, that, but they do that to the sing of When You Get Drafted, <laughs> oh, by Dead Kennedys. So they do that kind of shit all the time, and it would always be like, "Well, wait, that's not what is that?" And then like I would I would look at it, and be like, "Oh, it's When You Get Drafted." That all right? They do that all the time. Oh, the Bad Religion songs will be in there. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, just 
tons of stuff. So that's how I actually got to know a lot of older stuff is, well, no, I, I know I've heard that before. Oh, that's X. That's why I've heard that. All right. No problem. Um, but yeah, off with their heads was actually up here. And then I am not able to read my own writing. Um, <laughs> and not able to count to 10. Um, but off with their heads home would have been up with, would have been up here otherwise, but. Here's some of mine. So I think I didn't put down Massive Attack uh, Mezzanine because I put down Porta's Head Dummy. Oh, see, that was another one that I was going to put down, but it was like, did I listen to Dummy as much as Mezzanine? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think... You listened to Dummy, though. I listened to Dummy a ton. Um, Promise Rings, Very Emergency. The Cure Disintegration. Oh, Wow. That is not one I would have put on there. You know what it was? It was kind of that it it was on it because it didn't sound like anything else and it was like mopey. Um <laughs> but mopey in a way that kind of made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um but the next one was much a much more important record to me which which was Depeche Mode Violator. Yeah. I'm I was I was surprised that Depeche Mode wasn't on there, so. Yeah. And then um from the mid two thousands, Sufjan Stevens, "Come On, Feel the Illinois," um, because I listened to that a ton. Hmm. Really, 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 really like that. Uh, I couldn't, in good faith, put this on the top ten, even though it was another album that I irritated the world with. MSI's <laughs> "Frankenstein Girls" will seem frank, uh, will seem strangely sexy. Um, I am embarrassed at how much I've listened to the Bloodhound Gang's "One Fierce Beer Coaster." <laughs> Uh, but because I put that down, um, it got to the, an album that could have been in the top 10 easily, which is Nerf Herders, How to Meet Girls. Oh, man. That is... Oh, I love Nerf Herders, How to Meet Girls. That I record look like I Henry still, Rollins, but, but I, I still, still look, look like, like Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. It's the story of my, my life. <laughs> I have like four or five songs right now on my phone. I remember driving back from OnStar, like training with mm-hmm. Chet, blasting Nerf Herder. Oh, man. That love. is, I love that record so much. So, so much. Um, Radiohead's OK Computer, mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory, Kent's Isola. Explosion in the Sky, The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place, Mom, Sleep, Swim, Bjork, Homogenic, um, No Effects, Punk and Droblic, and System of a Down, Toxicity. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about Toxicity. Toxicity is... Well, Versus God didn't even make the list. I, it wasn't in my brain. It just <laughs> it just wasn't in my brain. Um, toxicity is my 9-11 album. I, was, oh, I woke up right. on the morning of 9-11 with that in the CD player playing when oh. I found everything out. Yeah. It yeah. it is that and uh Kid A are two albums I fiercely tie to that time because it was just almost too perfect how you know it's like one of those 
after mm-hmm. effects that you can just start plugging in coincidences and making yeah. them real. Yeah. yeah. Like those two records are just like you the wild eyed jet pilot. Come on, guys. <laughs> they knew. You didn't fucking know anything. Um, jeez. I you went you went to a lot more um alternates than I did. I was trying to like keep mine tight so I didn't really spin off that much further but dummy definitely would have been on there dummy is great i i liked it more than i liked the second record even though i think the second record oh, is probably what was the second record porter said two like um is that uh, the one with with um let's see seven months or nine months like i because i've got the uh, i've got other stuff but i'm just struggling to remember <laughs> what they were What is on this record? Oh, well, this is fucking... Hey, do you like your heart? Not anymore. (laughs) Uh, All right, here we go. Yeah, what is it? Is this nine months? It's only you. Oh, oh, shit. This is another record that is like nobody else was doing this. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's somebody out there being like, Stone's Throw! Yeah. The whole fucking <laughs> label is this! Um, but I wasn't into Stone's Throw. Yeah, um, I, I remember talking to uh, to Eric one time. Eric Walson, not, uh, not Hanky. Um, and he had a friend that was like, really into hip-hop or trip-hop mm-hmm. um and eric was like oh i like trip-hop too <laughs> they were like oh what do you like and he said all the stuff on like the trip-hop mixed cds that i had made mm-hmm. and he was like oh okay <laughs> like no i mean that stuff is like if someone was like oh i really like punk rock like oh what do you like well i like like no effects and mxp so it's like okay i mean those things are <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just like they have bands you've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, <laughs> like, those those bands too. I like those bands. They're too. only available on forty fives that are just shit covered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like dirt? Yeah. You like the business? I heard a song once. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like when I listen to MF Doom now and i which is um hip-hop but i listen to um which is mf doom is doom or it's not that jesus christ i'm an idiot sometimes and i can't remember accordion mad villain which is mad lib in mf doom but when i listen to it it kind of has that Portishead vibe. But it's hip hop. Where it takes like one sample and then just turns it into a whole bunch of other things. And then Doom is like the most monotone rapper alive. <laughs> Living off borrowed time, the clock ticks faster. That'll be the hour they knock the slip. Ah, MF Doom. And he wears the uh, Doom mask. Have you ever seen? No. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 
so he raps with the doom mask. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the best he's the fucking greatest so something that i don't know if you remember or not but for a while it seemed like you listened to the gorillas quite a bit i did um but i i feel like that was a phase like Mm. i don't feel very connected to those records okay where i still feel i still feel very connected to the records that i mentioned yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely do as well. Um, like the like, fir- like the first Gorillas record is probably one I listened to the most, and yeah, then Plastic yeah. Beach would probably be second. Um, Feel Good Inc. I would mm-hmm. say is third, and then the fourth record I never even bothered picking up. Um, I really loved the aesthetic of it, and mm-hmm. I love Jamie Hewlett as an artist. So I was super interested in that, but I don't know. It just, in retrospect, I'm like, it's okay. So I just thought of um, another record, Muse, Black Holes and Revelations. You know what? A Muse was one of those ones afterwards that I was like, I just didn't think of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, Origin of Symmetry was a really awesome record to me too. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. It's the, it's the 30 minutes that it's just like... Would I really kick anything if, off? If, what if, well, like, what I would have to do is, be, like, I would have to go into my phone and be like, "All right, just scroll really quickly and see if anything jogs your memory." Right. It, it's just like when I think of a record, mm-hmm. you know, like Gorillas or you know Muse, I kind of come back to the list and I go, "I've got it covered with the Bends," because I yeah, never would have yeah. gotten to Muse without the Bends. Mm-hmm. I never would have gotten to some of these places without it. I mean, I feel like the Get Up Kids is probably my weakest link on this whole thing, but I needed it because it it is me. Like uh, I'd I, be lying if that record wasn't on there. I I can't believe that I forgot it, so I'm writing it down now. And you're gonna laugh when you hear this. So I had, um. When I was dating Sarah, when when Sarah Klein was going to Michigan State and I was going to Western and I would drive to see her on the weekends, I had a tape. And on one side, it had semantic spaces. Okay. And on the other, it had how job solutions for a small planet. Yep. That also and I, I, as soon as I was like, as soon as you were talking about the connections again, it was like, oh fuck, I can't believe I forgot that. But I feel like semantic spaces eats it for you because it's like, gun to your head, which one you're listening to? I'm mm-hmm. gonna say that it's delirium, mm-hmm. and how job <laughs> solutions was one of those ones that like hit all of us. I mean, like I'm thinking now, you form really liked that record, really liked that record, and formatadra um, gates. Uh, I was, was never a big Formatadre guy. Um, Eric got me into yeah. them. But again, if it weren't for Dub No Bass, mm-hmm. I never would have given any of those records a chance. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so like I feel like and if it wasn't for Psalm 69, I wouldn't have given any of that stuff a chance because I wouldn't have gone from Psalm 69 to KMFDM. I wouldn't have gone right. from KMFDM to Frontline. Uh, yeah, Once yeah, you yeah. get to Frontline, then, front line, it's then like, it just then it just then disperses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like, well, Frontline has delirium and Frontline yeah, and has, intermix and yeah, yeah. You, because, now all of yeah. a sudden it's like you're in the stew, you're fucked. You're gonna get to skinny puppy and then <laughs> Yeah. Then you're going to be like, this sucks, but what doesn't? <laughs> Never like Skinny Puppy. I know that there's... I, I saw Ogre. Did you see Ogre? Yeah. Yeah. I When I went to visit Jeremy one, um, geez, five years ago, uh, Ogre was playing and it was like, well, okay. Like, hey, like I... Because <laughs> Maria said, hey, like Jeremy got tickets to Ogre. Do you, do you want to go? And it was like, Sure, I'll go. <laughs> and so, you know, I I flew out and saw Ogre and then, you know, I was there for like a week and we did a race and whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it um it was great. I mean, it was a great live show. And I know there was another band that played, but I can't remember what they are because like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> When when Ogre is the headliner, that's what you're gonna remember because that's, that's, yeah, that's a pretty involved show. Yeah, there's gonna be blood everywhere. It's gonna be <laughs> scantily clad Ogre. <laughs> well, I would say like X marks a headwalk um, drawback. Oh right, would be one of those records that, like in retrospect, <laughs> I listened to a ton, but it just like everything that I mentioned again. I would go back to today unprompted, yeah. whereas I would need to be prompted to listen to XMTP. Yeah, like I've, you know, I've got music on my phone mm-hmm. from a lot of those bands just because it, you know, like sometimes I'll think like, oh shit, I remember that song. I liked that song. I should get, I should, I should go rip that song and put it on my phone. Right. Um, But I have to remember those songs. Um, like there was a record that I listened to a lot my first year of college and it was a Spawn Ranch record and I tried to get Eric and Jay to listen to it and they were like, nah, I'm not interested. And it was like, but it's really good. And they were like, no, I, I, I really just don't want to hear what your record is, Matt. And I got mad <laughs> because it was like, they won't even give my record a chance. <laughs> Like it wasn't even mine, <laughs> but um, I I just remember really liking. I like I still have it. I could listen to it now and be like, oh no, they made the right choice. Um, but I just remember really liking. It. Well, um, I mean, I could go. I mean, again, in the industrial world, like I feel like I kind of wrapped it all up with Dubno Bass, but the uh, Papalita itself, Dostados. Oh, Dostados. I think is is still a really strong record and one that is. I come back down to. Skin, uh, sixteen volt. Oh shit! Is a great record. I think yeah. still uh, there isn't a KMFDM record. I mean, Nile is probably the closest, but boy, oh boy, I couldn't go cover to cover on Nile. I right couldn't now. go. I couldn't go cover to cover on Light, and Light has some of the best KMFDM songs. Right. So it's like, so they like, are more of a single band, right? I think, but um, um. When I when I think about it, it's like there isn't really a Hansel and Gretel record that I'm just like, that's it. Ausgeflipped. Ausgeflipped is great, 
I mean, just for like the top 10. Oh, lifetime, oh right, 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 right. Using right, right. that, like, are there, you know, do I think Oscar Flip's fun? Hell yeah. Do I think yeah. Transmissions from Uranus is fun? fun? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I do. Do I think everything past that point is weird and that they got really close to Nazi? Yeah, in their yeah. I, that yeah, that's, that's why I never picked anything up after Transmissions. I'm just like, eh. Stop using the Totenkampf, please. Yeah, please. Yeah, please, please stop doing all of the things that you're doing now. <laughs> I have no idea why you're doing it. Um, but there isn't a ton of music from that time that I listen to now. Yeah. I have to be reminded about all of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I never need to be reminded about Underworld's techno bass with my head. Yeah. Yeah, and I I mean, I don't have to be reminded about Massive Attack. I don't have to be reminded about Semantic Spaces. Right. You know, those things are always It's in my DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of my my personality. And and that's kind of what the whole list for me was about. It's like... Mm -hmm. There, Garrett Fuller really loves that I know that X Marks the Pedwalk is a band, you know that a pop. <laughs> really? Well, no, he loves. He never listened to a note, oh, oh, but he okay, loves right. that I say it. Mm-hmm. He loves that I know a pop tickma berserk and like. Mm-hmm. But those aren't records I keep going back to. I mean, I listened to Welcome to Earth probably two years ago because I was just like, why not? Why not? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It it is it is good. I'll still take Domino Bass in a minute. Yeah, in yeah. a heartbeat. Um, any final thoughts? Um, I feel like we've been doing final thoughts for twenty minutes, probably. Yeah, I've I, nothing. Nothing really jumps out at me. Just because we could do this as the podcast, we could Wait every week, every week, come up and be like, "Hey, so I thought of another top 10. <laughs> true, true. Because I mean, like between the two of us. At one point, we probably had like almost a thousand records <laughs> each. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I still have a lot of my stuff. I haven't, I haven't donated or, or gotten rid of it, um, just because I'm a pack rat. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I am always happy when I find something new to listen to. Absolutely. Um, like I was, I was really excited when I heard Delta Bombers, and it was like, oh man. I'm going to get all this stuff and listen to it. And I mean, I, I'm lucky in the fact that I have always had a softer heart towards hip hop than a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of our mutual friends. Yeah. Not saying that they didn't like hip hop, but I was definitely you much more. You always seemed like you were more into hip hop than, say, me. Right. And it's not like I don't like it either. It's just when I think, what would I like to listen to on the way home? Hip hop doesn't really come up. Right. It's like... I'm going to listen to whatever I feel like, which is usually like 10 bands in the circulation. But yeah. Yeah. And ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. Um, anything you're into this week? We kind of fried our brains on this. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, we kind of fried my brain anyway. Um I can't think of anything, Matt. I I had something when I was heading here. It was like, oh, when Matt asks that question, I should answer this, and it just <laughs> popped right out of my head. I'll start. I'll see if there's anything. Um, if you're listening to this and you like Lizzo, um, Lizzo is a singer, a songwriter uh, from I want to say Minneapolis. 
She's a very, um, and I don't want to use this lightly, um, or like flippantly or to say it wrong, but she's super body positive, meaning mm-hmm. that she don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, she's proud that she's a big girl, mm-hmm. and she destroys. She was just on Fallon, and like I've known about her for probably a year and a half now, and I'm just like, she's got it. She's got it. She's the total package, and um, she is about to blow up. But there's a local um, podcast and blog called Hip in Detroit that I know. I think used to work at Babies R Us with one of the people involved. Oh, my God. Uh, no way. Sarah. Yeah, Sadie. And uh, they're giving away tickets to go see her because uh, her St. Andrews show sold out in about two seconds. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, I entered. And you should, too. Uh, check out hipindetroit.com. I'm just going to beef while I say that. Check out hipindetroit.com uh, for how to enter uh, to see Lizzo. I think she's worth seeing a million times over. Cool. Um, I, I did think of something. Uh, so a coworker and I talk about comic books whenever like, we'll cross in the hall or whatever. And... Um, when he was talking about all these things that are on the DC streaming service that I didn't have, um, you know, he was like, he was making fun of me cause I didn't have it and was like, well, I mean, dude, I've got like five streaming services. I'm not going to get another one. And he was like, ah, oh, fine. So he sent me his login information. <laughs> so last weekend I was wrecked. I was so hungover. I don't know what possessed me to do this last Friday um, or two Fridays ago. Sorry. Uh, But I didn't want to go into my good whiskey. Like, you know, if, if you were like, I want to drink something, you wouldn't go to the Johnny Walker blue bottle back there. You'd, you'd be like, well, I'm going to go to some of the cheaper things, but like I've got so many decent whiskeys that it's like, Ah, I forgot to buy a during the week whiskey. Um, so I went to the most disgusting thing I had in my collection, which was someone gave me a bottle of like, oh God, I forget what it's called. Like ice, icy frost schnapps, which is, yep. Which is mint oh. with just a hint of cinnamon, oh, oh. but it's hundred proof. God damn, man. Come on. I Hey, <laughs> I paid the price, yeah. friend. I paid it more than you possibly can understand because I... You paid it, it the iron price. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, <sighs> like, <laughs> imagine that you had a sieve. And you had things at the bottom of the sieve and you were trying to get the liquid through. And so you put the sieve on the the top of the sink thinking that the the liquid was going to go out at at a steady rate. And then you realized, oh shit, it got plugged again. And so you cleared that plug and all the liquid went out really quickly. This analogy is going to make sense when I talk about how quickly I got drunk. (laughs) Because I was home and it was Friday night I didn't have anything to do. And, you know, like the the friend that I usually hang out with on Friday nights was out of town. So I was like, all right, well, no problem. I'm going to, I'm going to get drunk. 
but I don't want to use any of my good whiskey. What's downstairs? And so I was just like, I didn't want to use like, I don't know, the, any of the other crap I had down there. And like, I know better than to, to do gin. Um, and so I saw this stuff. <laughs> the devil's liqueur. <laughs> the devil's tincture. Yes. So I, I had like a glass of it and it was like, oh, all right. Okay. This, this doesn't taste like it's a hundred proof, but all right. And so I had like, you know, I had like a little glass and I was like, okay, all right, no problem. Waited 15 minutes, nothing. Well, what the fuck? Well, all right. So I poured myself another little glass and it crept up on me, Matt. Because by the time the second one was done, I didn't realize that it was behind me pushing me to that next glass. (laughs) To the third. And I... Oh, God. So I had a cocktail glass that I was drinking out of. But that cocktail glass just kept getting fuller and fuller. I don't remember going to bed. I just remember waking up. And it was like, oh, man. What the the fuck happened? What time? It's 1230. (laughs) And I... I'm not going to lie. I threw up. Good for you. Yeah. I know that I had thrown up the night the night before. <laughs> this was this was just an aftershock. Um and so I sat on the couch the entire day and I watched all of Titans. <laughs> Which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um <laughs> but it was just in a in a harsh state. Oof. Is I don't know if I would have watched the whole thing without any having way. been completely incapacitated, but yeah, I was completely incapacitated. So whatever kept me from having to do anything was great. And they auto play to the next thing. So perfect. Yeah. Like I'd put it on pause and go throw up and come back. But like that was about it. Oh, Maddie. You can get in contact with us at MattersPod on Twitter and Facebook. I'm Matt Noss on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Karate Dracula. I'm a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to keep the poison out of your hands, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Matters. The Strain. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a try. solid try.